0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Evmos community call. Let's take a listen.
1: All right, folks, let's kick things off. Uh, Welcome once more to one of the strongest Interchain community calls out there. Uh, With you always is your host, the Evmos account. And uh, with me up here is Federico Kunzakulma, who is the co-founder. Hey, hey. of Avmos. How's it going, Federico? How are you feeling today?
2: I'm, um, I'm great, thank you. Um, being super busy today, to be honest. Trying to fix some RPC issues. Um, yeah, and and I guess we can uh, also talk about that in the um, after we. We Finish this introduction, but um, TLDR the upgrade went really well. But uh, there's some latency increased latency issues with some operators, so we'll talk about that today
1: for sure. For sure, and I just want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Control Alt Ape, um, to uh, Dave, and also to Dare Freddy, who I see have all joined since the last shout out. So Welcome. So what does today's agenda look like? As always, we're going to recap what happened in governance for everyone who missed out in the past week. We are also going to talk about the legendary V6 upgrade that uh, just occurred uh, yesterday. Um, and it's legendary because it just brings a lot to the network. It's the, the upgrade we've all been waiting for. We skipped V5 for mainnet. Um, so here we are, we're on V6 today. Um, in addition to that, uh, we'll be talking, uh, to some folks who have deployed to, uh, Evmos. Let me just invite some of them up here, uh, in preparation for that, um, just to see where they're at and whether they have any updates for us. Uh, and then we'll just do a little shout out to the Grants Program, followed by a Q&A section where folks will be able to raise their hand to come up on stage and ask their questions live. Um, if you folks are too shy to ask your questions live up on stage, you always have the option to post your question in the Discord. That's uh, discord.gg evmos. Uh, you can go to a channel called Community Q&A and post your question there. It'll be read out and answered uh, live on stage. All right, cool. So without further ado, we can get started with governance. Uh, there are a few things to discuss. One proposal that is live right now is uh, an extension to the decay period. Uh, and what is the decay period? Well the airdrop has been live for uh, several months now and it's time to start clawing back those, claim- those tokens to the community pool. All right so eventually the clawback will hit zero so nobody will have any tokens left to claim. Now w- one thing to note is that there is a proposal live right now uh, to extend uh, uh, the decay period so it'll push the decay period by about a month like 29 days um, and that'll be happening that will be landing in a few days so it's set to pass in a few days the decay period is live right now so once this proposal passes it'll push the decay period and we won't have any decay anymore and people's balances will reset. So if you're looking to claim as soon as possible, I highly recommend you wait until uh, this proposal passes. Um, I think it's proposal 34, I can double check that. Um, And once it passes, you'll be able to claim uh, the full amount as it'll push the decay period out by 29 days, if that makes sense. Uh, The other thing to note here Is that, and yes, it is proposal 34. Uh, The other thing to note here is that uh, there are discussions about osmosis incentives. So, uh, external incentives to the uh, osmosis uh, uh, liquidity pool, the osmosis Evmos liquidity pool, which I think is number 722. So, if you Go to the Osmosis Zone app um, app. Osmosis. Zone. Uh, you should be able to see Evmos uh, liquidity pool number seven two two, and the the discussion in Commonwealth is to incentivize these this pool uh, externally, right? Uh, and this is in tandem with the incentives that Osmosis governance passed. All right. And also in tandem with the enabling of superfluid staking. All right. So that pool already has superfluid staking enabled. Uh, And so what the Evmos community is discussing is externally incentivizing it on top of that. Okay. So chime in to the Commonwealth thread uh, uh, to find out more. Uh, and add your your thoughts there. Uh, Commonwealth is a, a forum where uh, you know the community discusses discusses governance initiatives. You can access it through commonwealth.im Im slash Yeah, those
2: right. those are a lot of incentives. Um, do we do we have a, like an, a like a number of how many? I think that's
1: that's what's being discussed right now. You know uh on the thread so so feel free to chime in there. Um yeah. And then the final the final uh governance proposal that I'd like to discuss uh is again it's it's in discussion right now it hasn't been made on on chain but it is the white listing of Osmo and Atom as ERC twenty convertible So as you know, uh, Osmo tokens and Atom tokens can be IV seed back and forth between EVMOS. However, uh, uh, Swiss Staking is proposing that we whitelist, that governance whitelist these uh, tokens for conversion into ERC20 representation. Uh, What does this mean? This means that any, this means that those ERC-20s are going to be able to uh, be converted uh, into ERC-20s and used in Evmos DeFi. So they'll be able to be traded on Diffusion, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Right? SpaceFi, uh, Cronus. Uh, they're going to be able to be used in Kinesis or Saddle, etc. All right. So all this and more. Again, this uh, this discussion is happening on Commonwealth, Commonwealth.IM slash Cool. So that's it for the governance updates. Uh, now, I quickly wanted to talk about the V6 upgrade that just landed yesterday. And Fede, you kind of mentioned it um, a little bit. Do you wanna talk a little bit more about what ma- motivated the upgrade, what was included? uh and what the situation is now for us
2: yeah sure so big part of the changes for this update were um um like pretty much bug fixes on etherment uh library so that we can uh, adjust the gas prices um so this means uh now this uh parameter that we introduced in the previous release which was a v5 which landed on testnet but didn't that was uh rejected on mainnet because of these ux issues that we found before so like the these new parameter um is now kind of like the lower bound of the base fee um for the ones that are not familiar with the base fee is these uh uh concept introduced by the EIP 1559 um standard on ethereum sorry improvement proposal on ethereum um I don't want to go into too much detail but basically it's like introduces um like a fee market um to uh provide better UX for applications on ethereum and so FMOS has always supported this standard and um in order to improve the usability of applications, we were having a lot of spam transactions, a lot of low fee transactions that were still going into the mempool of the nodes and the validers. Um, so even though users were submitting like really low transactions, they were queued at the very end um, of these mempool, and the validators would choose based on the fee, uh, which are yeah, based on their fee configuration, which were the transactions that were going to be included in a block. And so um, these spam transactions were bloating the mempool and thus um, affecting the user experience. So we introduced these uh, amongst other improvements that were, um, that we shipped in B5. Um, but yeah, these, uh, this particular change, um, was kind of like a reaction of uh, something that we saw on Metamask that was preventing um, a higher setting a higher fee um, for the transaction. So till the like we patches, we included we included this on v6. And so um, this was kind of like part of the changes And together with that, we also um, updated um, the block time so from six seconds to around two second uh, block times so that was a coordinated effort between all the validators and all the node operators and um yeah so those those were mostly the two changes and so i want to stop there to just say that the upgrade was successful and uh the it was really like it took i think less than 10 minutes or something it was really fast and overall the network was able to handle all the upgrade logic and uh, but the main issue with the latency is that because the transact the block times are are way faster now three times faster as before um some of these node providers and node operators um, like block demon and others that were providing all these infrastructure through clusters of nodes, uh, of FMOS nodes were suffering and lagging behind the network because now that their uh, cluster had to manage additional load and had to handle, um, three times faster, uh, block times. So uh we were having some of some issues working with them uh sorry with with those nodes in particular uh that were affecting the user experience of some uh the dashboard and, and some other applications that were leveraging this public infrastructure.
1: Gotcha. Thanks for the breakdown, Fede. Uh there were other changes uh included in the upgrade too. Do you want to talk about the minor changes?
2: Yeah. Uh, um, also, another big improvement that we added was like uh, rejecting unprotected transactions for the ones um, that were not familiar with the direct uh, case on uh, Optimism. Like, if you think it was like a month ago in early June, um, Optimism or not Optimism, but it, it affected Optimism with the deployment of a Gnosis save using a unprotected transaction. So legacy transactions on ethereum that were not replay protected i mean that you could replay the same transaction on different networks if you didn't submit the chain id in the signature so we implemented a parameter to reject all the unprotected transactions so that this cannot be replicated on Atmos. Uh that's another minor improvement and then we have uh, some websocket uh, fixes and JSON-RPC fixes, and um, in general, trying to improve the, the infrastructure.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Uh, so summary is that a lot of quality and life improvements to uh, transactions, performance, um, spam prevention, uh, nice. There were also, uh, a few fixes for the airdrop. Uh, so folks who have been experiencing difficulties with the airdrop should now uh, be able to claim the full amount of their uh, their original drop. However, I would caution to wait until after the decay period uh, has been extended, so that uh, or you know, pushed, so that you your claim is not subject to decay. All right, Uh, so do wait a little bit uh, before trying to claim, even though you are able to now, um, because uh, in a few days, the decay period will be pushed and your claim won't be subject to that decay. If you claim today, unfortunately, you will lose some of your uh, eligible balance to that decay. All right to the clawback to the community pool. So, try to hold off on claiming until later. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I think that's everything we wanted to talk about with V6. Um
2: yeah, no, um just okay. wanted to add also that we're we're talking to the node operators and developers in general. Um so depending on how this works uh, also to mention that this is one of the first times that this is supported in uh production like uh speeding up the blockchain to three times faster um we wanted to implement this because it was gonna improve the user experience but apparently the the node infrastructure is not yet there so we tested this on this change on on test net and on, on our local net, um so our engineers were able to uh, successfully test these changes. But the load of the testnet of course, is very different with that the load that we experience on mainnet. So we're going to be evaluating how these uh, improvement goes, uh, whether or not it negatively affects the user experience, and we might increase the block time a little bit more again so, so to something like um uh, like four seconds or even like it depends if, if it's still really bad we can um go back to the original value um it's all about like trying to see where we can have all these user improvement gains uh, yeah user experience and and uh, all these improvements for our users so um, we'll we'll be evaluating and monitoring how these changes affect the user experience and um, nothing is set in stone. And we're also listening to the feedback that our users and our community of validators and developers have to say.
1: Super, thanks for that, Fede. Um, so beyond that, um, I guess we can uh, shout out uh the grants program as well uh folks if you are uh looking for non-dilutive funding uh to sustain your project or if you have a cool idea in mind uh check out the grants program that Evmos uh is running uh you can find more information on the blog post uh, if you go to evmos.blog you should be able to see Uh, a blog post that explains the full grants breakdown um, and how to apply. Uh, And it's a very simple process. So uh, yeah, feel free to apply today. Now, we have up here uh, uh, SpaceFi, which uh, is a project on Evmos. SpaceFi, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about who you are and introduce yourself? Hi. Yeah, hello. can you guys
3: hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, that's great. Uh, thanks for having us on this stage. Uh, really appreciate what you guys have been doing. Uh, so to those of you who haven't uh, known about this, I'm going to give you a brief intro. Uh, Spacewide is a cross-chain Web3 platform with... A DEX, uh Yield Farming, NFT, and a launchpad on FMOS and ZK Sync. Um, our ultimate vision is uh we want to connect Cosmos, FMOs with Ethereum Layer 2 uh to explore the cross-chain and interoperability solutions. Um we've been uh we've been supporting and promoting FMOs. From the get-go. Uh, currently, we're running several incentive programs to support FMOS, uh, one of which is our Kepler Special Airdrop, which rewards Kepler users who can't yet claim FMOS Red um, In addition to that, we're also encouraging early FMOS adopters through our FMOS Eco Airdrop, where um, users are rewarded if they either bridge EVM assets into FMOS or if they stick FMOS to any validators in the space or if they use IBC slash ERC 20 module yeah so <laughs> that's pretty much uh, what we've been doing
1: mm-hmm cool uh, well yeah, thanks for sort of extending that intro into into all sorts of uh you know happenings for you guys. Um sorry, I cut you off. Was there something you wanted to add to that? I have a few more questions for you, if you don't have to run.
3: Uh yeah. Feel free to ask away.
1: Sure. Uh what 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 makes you excited about developing on Evmo? So why you know. Why did you choose uh this network versus any other EVM
4: chain?
3: Uh wow, that is a great question. Uh, so well like like we said, uh our ultimate vision is we want to connect FMOs with layer two solutions. Now, uh, why did we choose FMOS? FMOS is the EVM hub on Cosmos. Uh, We think it will not only bring EVM developers into the Cosmos ecosystem, but um, uh, it also works with Celestial to bring modular and interoperable cross chain solutions to EVM ecosystem uh so it's it's really exciting and uh we see a lot of potentials there and zk d k sync is one of the modular scaling solutions for ethereum uh and uh we we believe in true interoperability uh that can be achieved when users can swiftly move between different blockchains and also layer two without requiring the complex processes and long asset lockup periods. Gotcha. And uh,
1: yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what's next for 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 SpaceFi? Um, you mentioned some airdrops. Um, what are you guys excited to build on next uh, for your users?
3: Uh, So recently, we've launched, actually, this SpaceFi community uh, just recently co-built a validator on FMOs called SpaceFi.io. We want to encourage the community to participate in FMOs as well as ZK-SYNC ecosystem building and governance. Uh, We're currently deploying a delegator point uh, for sticker. Uh, okay, which is an evaluation of their contribution based on uh, the stake amount, time, and number of voting that they do uh, with regards to FMOS and ZK Sync. So yeah, hopefully uh, there'll be more people who participate in very important governance proposals.
1: Super yeah and one last question for you um where can people find out more so you know if if an audience member has just heard of the project for the first time where should they go to continue their their learning journey uh well
3: uh you should definitely head over to spacefy.io you can find a link to our discord community as well as our white paper doc there uh and if if uh if you still have questions, uh, you can ask away, uh, send us a DM, or, uh, well, just uh, hit, up, hit us up on Discord. Uh, our community managers are super helpful and supportive there. All right. Yeah. Sounds great.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks, Spacefly. Appreciate you coming up here. Stick around since people might have questions at the very end.
3: Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thanks again.
1: Uh, so also, let's see, uh, also respect uh, requesting to speak is Lordana of the Laurel Project, and we're bringing her up right now. Hey, Lordana, uh, you caught us before moving into the Q&A section. Did you have anything to add to the conversation?
5: Uh Yes. So speaking for the Laurel project and the Evmos for Volunteers Validator, we consider the upgrade successful, and especially two points. Uh, no more spam transactions and the one-second block time. We are happy to have helped decreasing spam by implementing the global minimum gas price for this upgrade, and this along with other changes done by the FMOS team, like refunding only fifty percent of remaining gas in case of transaction revert, implemented by Freddy. These have been successful, but we have one one thing to mention about uh, the, Evmos one second block time, and from the perspective of the type our Interchain d- database, this is very useful. A short time makes Interchain transactions faster. And will help the interchain database uh, D type to keep the state in sync better across chains. And we hope that more EVM chains will have uh, this type of shorter time for block production. It can be an advantage to their collaboration. And uh, one last thing to mention: we like Evmos's spirit and flexibility, and the team was not afraid to try out shorter block times. And uh, this is something we appreciated. That's it.
1: Thanks, Lordana. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Um, yes, I, I missed the benefit to D-Type DB, but what you say makes sense. Uh, and uh, thanks for shouting out your work and, and the work of other Evmos engineers. I mean, it was no easy task to uh, push this upgrade forward. Uh, and actually, as Fede mentioned earlier, it's, it comes in the form of two separate upgrades, one that we decided to not move forward with, and then finally v6. Um, But now that I have you here uh, and thinking ahead to v7, I wonder if you would like to say a few words about your work on on the fee module or the fee split module, uh, whatever it will end up being called, uh, because I think most likely that that is something that will be included in the next release.
5: A short uh, summary for the people who don't know um, about the fee module. Um first, you can check out Evmos's blog post about this. Um, I think uh, the team can can direct you better than than myself about the, the blog post about the token model where they also um, speak about this. So in very simple terms. Um, if you are a smart contract developer and you register your smart contract to receive uh, fees, you will receive the fees that your users will uh, pay, so the transaction fees, and these will be assigned to a um, an address that can be a wallet or um, a normal account that you've set for for that smart contract, and. Uh, this is quite interesting because you are you can be responsible for um, your own uh, business and profit, and you just need to to get users know about your product and use it. And uh, it's a very nice alternative to uh, grant systems and other things that exist on uh, on other and and this. Uh, a fee module system does not exist, as far as I know, on any other chain. And uh, there's also, uh, I have at least two videos about this. I can leave a link uh, in the Discord uh, channel.
1: Indeed. Yes, thanks, thanks, Lordana, again, uh, for uh, building out this feature for Avmos. Um, one thing to note is that uh, one part I'm excited about is that the fee split can actually be redirected to fund not just the original developers of uh, the project, but uh, any sort of public good infrastructure as well. Um, so, uh, you know, fees can be redirected from uh, any, any sort of public good to the community pool. Uh In order to continue funding public goods, if that makes sense at all, uh, and that is at the discretion of uh, both uh, governance and also the develop the, the original deployer of the smart contract. Uh, on the note of Evmos being the only uh, only chain to do this, I think actually near may have either proposed or implemented something similar. Uh, but I'm not quite sure. My, this was a long time ago that I looked into this. Um, but yeah, uh, besides besides near yes, Evmos, as far as I'm aware, is off is the only one to do this, and so that's why I'm very excited about the next release. Uh, thanks, again, yeah, well, we. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, it. I was okay. I was gonna
2: say like we're gonna be monitoring. So one one big thing that we want to do with these functionalities like also monitoring how much revenue uh, developers get by using this functionality. And, um, for example, like based on what's a, what's the value for the token and how many transactions, uh, you get in your application over a certain period of time, say like a month, we'll be able, you as a developer, as a project, will be able to see like how much revenue you're getting directly from, most every month from all the users that interact with with your application that's that's one thing that we're also trying to leverage it's like create all these tools these observability functionality so that you as a developer as a project can know how much um, income you're receiving from all the users are uh, using your application
1: indeed indeed we really want to assess whether there is a viable alternative to dilutive funding through this model uh, that would be the dream and the goal here right. I also wanted to shout out a few audience members who uh showed up uh since the last shout out so we have uh joshi Coney daddy uh Jimmy from the uh, luna c Luna Classic DAO, um, Daniel on the core team, uh, let's see, who else do I recognize here? You mentioned Dave, Alturco, Al-Qadida. um ch- 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 Kinesis, hey, good to see you folks there. Um, yeah, so, and Martin, and yeah, I see uh, Oh, LPX as well. Hey folks, welcome, welcome. And I see that, uh, oh, from uh, as well. Uh, I see that Lordana has moved back into the audience. Thanks Lordana, Donna for, for coming up here uh, and sharing your thoughts and, and, and info on uh, the upcoming feature. I think it's time to move into the Q&A section. Uh, and it seems like we don't have too many requesters up on stage right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, uh, read out some of the questions on the Discord um, and answer them live. So um, uh, Pippi Bob asks, I started using Evmos in Kepler version 9.12 in Edge browser. Now my Evmos is impossible to move anywhere since the address has changed in my updated version of Kepler. I cannot send stake or IBC transfer from the old Kepler wallet. This issue has been known for a long time and I cannot find any solution. What to do to solve this? So this is a great question. I'm glad you asked because uh, this is a non-trivial problem to solve. In fact, uh, Edge browser is explicitly not supported uh, by Kepler the the wallet itself, um, in addition to uh, the Evmos dashboard app, um, there's a message that pops up that that says not to use uh, Edge Browser. Now, if you've managed to get your funds stuck because you've used Edge Browser, um, we have a solution for you. Uh, And the solution involves signing uh, a payload that verifies that you are the original owner of a certain address. right? So we will be rolling out this tool fairly soon, as soon as we push a few updates to Kepler. We need to upstream a few changes to Kepler in order to, to make this possible. Um, but after that, you'll be able to sign an attestation that uh, you were the true owner of an original uh, address. Uh, prior to to your funds being moved. And from there, we can maybe help address some of of your concerns. All right, so look forward to an announcement uh, in the coming weeks. And really, we can't give a timeline because this all depends on when uh, our changes are going to be accepted to Kepler upstream. All right, and Kepler is a wholly separate team. We don't control their timelines or anything like that. So we're just gonna have to wait on whenever Kepler uh, accepts our changes, and um, the the decay does not affect you, by the way. You're not going to be able to claim claim your airdrop, uh, unfortunately, uh, because it's been transferred to a different address, and that address is now not accessible. Um, However, what we can do is we can uh, collect your information, collect your attestation, and go from there, right? Um, So highly recommend you DM uh, one of the mods, open a ticket, um, and they will add you to a group uh, of, of users who who have been going through the same issue. All right, so that was uh, uh, Pippy Bob. Um, Nick also asks, um, besides current RPC issues with some public providers, how is the version six upgrade doing in terms of network health? Seemingly validators more often Missed to sign blocks compared to before, but overall the uptime is still very high. Are there any hiccups? Uh, seemingly, it took six seconds between block 1,077,889 and 1,077,890. By the way, both proposed yep. by the same validator. Uh, yeah, I wanted so, to go on, go on.
2: No, yeah, this this happens uh, when there are multiple consensus rounds. Um, it's uh tendermint, it's deeply embedded in tendermint. Uh, I was talking to Saki about this, actually, because um, we also observed this on the testnet. Um, when there are multiple rounds, usually the block proposer produces the, same, the, the um, s- sequential blocks. So this is what is happening here um hopefully yeah like we're we're looking for we're m- closely monitoring this uh, i I hope it's not gonna be an issue, and this is also why we're all um evaluating going back to higher um to like a higher uh, block uh block time again or increases it slightly um yeah, so we're 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 trying to evaluate this in conjunction with the user experience.
1: Right on, right on. Yeah, there's a few there's a few tangential aspects of of being uh, a block producer as well that affect this. For example, uh, signing blocks can take uh, more time than the, the block time, and so this can lead you to missed blocks. Generally, I think uh, Zaki, Zaki Manian. I saw a tweet somewhere from him uh, saying that uh, the attitude towards missed blocks has to change. Um, really, validators are only slashed for a, a certain threshold of missed blocks within uh, a certain window. Um, and if validators don't you know, miss some blocks here and there. It's usually mostly fine. Uh, it's not a reflection of of you know uh, poor you know setup or poor management or whatnot. Um, so I think that's like a social consensus thing that needs to to we, we need to move past. However, there are other more practical limitations of faster block times that should be considered. Um, and as as Fede mentioned. We'll be looking to see whether, uh, whether or not uh, it's a good idea to uh, persist and keep the current block times or move them slightly back and revert slightly or fully, if that makes sense. Um, so we'll, we'll, be, we'll be sitting and monitoring for now. The block time will remain as is uh, as we collect data to make a better decision. Yeah, at
2: least at least for this week, we want to have at least one full week, um, where we can closely monitor this, and then we'll take a decision and probably discuss this with the validator community. So, if it's strongly about anything uh, in particular, if this is affecting you or your infrastructure, please reach out to us on Discord, and we'll um, we can discuss there.
1: So that question came from Nick. And I also see in the Discord again. This, by the way, folks, if you have any questions, you can ask in discord.gg/evmos in the community Q and A channel. Um, uh, Zhang Lang from Jerry's Pool has actually answered him with uh, with a very similar answer to, to yours, Fede, talking about a uh, uh, failure to propose from the from the lead proposer, uh, and then having to go through another consensus round. So um that makes sense we also have up here with us a uh, uh, snow scout snow scout do you have a question for us
4: yes um i hope you can hear me um, we can hear you just for, fine yeah bringing me up um actually i have um two questions uh, the first one is um, since the v6 software upgrade i'm i'm no longer able to Um, delegate via my Cosmo station mobile wallet Um, so the um, problem is um, the fee is set to zero therefore the transaction definitely does not go through it was going through in the last days for whatever reason it was not um, checked or so but um, now um, yeah it's no longer working and uh, even when i click on check estimate gas fee within the cosmos station mobile wallet then i get a network error so um, but i don't find um, anywhere within the cosmos station mobile wallet any option to yeah, change settings or to change the gas fees manually and so on, uh, or even uh, changing an RPC or so. So um, yeah, I already asked this question um, in the Discord, but uh, so far it was only said, Okay, the patient Uh, might be to the RPC uh, issues. But uh, just wanted to check what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. So um, the upgrade uh, came with a lot of uh, min base fee changes. Um, Fede, do you actually want to talk about how, why zero uh, fee transactions might fail?
2: Yeah, so this is a network change where previously you were able to submit zero fee transactions, but validators that had a higher minimum fee uh, value set locally would uh, reject these, your transactions. So you could have submitted the transaction and wait for like, say, I don't know, 10 minutes until like a validator that had a zero, zero, um, zero fee, um, could basically take that transaction and validate it. Um, but now there's a minimum gas price value that is set globally. And that is like a parameter. So then I think Cosmos Station, in this case, needs to use that value uh, when estimating the gas or when using the gas price. Um, So the zero fee uh, won't work in this case.
4: Yeah, but um, the problem is I'm not able to change it. So this is something that needs to be brought up to Some of the Cosmos Station software developers. We can do that, that, definitely. Yeah,
1: that's right. We're in communication with most major uh, wallet and app developers on EVMOS and in the Cosmos more generally. It's a small world, and we'll definitely bring this up to them. Thanks for raising the flag
4: yeah okay and yeah the, the second uh, point um, it's just for my uh, personal interest because um, i'm um, a senior network engineer working for verizon i'm doing uh, network designs for global large companies and uh, we also use um, yeah for latency issues uh, sometimes technologies like um, van optimization from cisco or riverbed or so so um, would it make sense to look in some of these uh, technologies uh, for the latency issues or because, because I don't, I'm I'm not a software developer or database engineer, I'm just a network engineer. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. in, into layer three and four and so on.
1: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, thanks for, for raising that point. Um, so none of the core team runs validators um, or, you know, our own RPC nodes. We sometimes spin them up and then spin them down as as need dictates. Um, however, I think the bottlenecks are not usually on the networking side. I think there are some suboptimal, uh, let's call them procedures that Tendermint undertakes on occasion. Uh, you know, when you know gossiping more than needed uh, down down certain paths. Um, however, networking generally, networking latency specifically, uh, is generally not something I've heard of being an issue. I mean, maybe it is if if you're in like Australia or something or in a poorly serviced geographical location. Yep. Um, however, most of the bottlenecks that I've been able to understand, at least the ones that uh, we're facing right now, are on the infrastructure side, uh, specifically for RPC endpoints, and I think this is a limitation on uh, the RPC servers built into uh, that come with the Cosmos SDK, uh, and a lot of them are not, do, do, you know, do not serve queries concurrently, um, and that is has been a major pain point uh, for us at least for for a long time, causing the nodes themselves to fall out of sync uh, with the top of tip of the network. Um, so again, you know, there's, that's not to say that there aren't network gains to be made here. However, it's definitely not the bottleneck that we're running up against frequently these days. And actually, you know, latency, uh, latency not in terms of delivery of packets, but latency in terms of, you know, block speed has actually improved significantly since the last upgrade due to the mere fact that we've reduced congestion and uh, by proxy load on the network. Yeah.
4: yeah, I said it was just for my personal interest.
1: Too. Totally, totally. I hope that answered yeah. your, your question.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Snowscout, Snow for coming up here. You asked some great questions. Um, uh, next, we're going to invite OG uh, Petrus up on stage. Uh, hey there, how's it going? Oh,
6: well, I have an issue concerning Connects Bridge. Is the upgrade also affecting um, Connects?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good question. Generally, uh, you know, we'd redirect you to Connects and uh, the Nomad team to answer, you know, questions on each of their respective platforms. However, uh, yeah, I just wanted to flag the fact that any upgrade comes with, you know, changes, and any changes... Need time from you know third-party service providers and infrastructure providers to upgrade or update their setups um, to match you know things like expected responses from the network or you know requests to the network, et cetera, et cetera. So I would uh, I would give the Connects team some time to uh, I think in their case it might be uh you know they need some time to reindex uh some parts of the graph
6: okay coming um, uh, there there's subgraphs
1: set up let me explain oh sorry you're a little muffled you're a little muffled i can't hear you properly
6: i was trying to breach from um
1: could you repeat that can you hear me yes, yes okay i, can I, I can was trying to breach
6: from um USDC on evmos chain to usdt mm-hmm. on polygon so on bridging I did everything I did the transaction but it was redirecting me to my chrome because I was using my mobile device. So I did everything. So when it was time for me to sign in transaction, you know when you sign in your transaction, you need to change the change from evmos to polygon. So it redirected me back to my metamax to confirm the transaction on reaching my metamax browser. I'm in my metamax wallet the um, pop-up notification wasn't there for me to approve transaction. So it took me back and I couldn't see my, US, uh, my mad USDC. Neither did I see the USDC in Polygon. It had to start back again and I can't find my phones. But when I scan on um, the Elmos scan, what I see is just, I see the here. on, they, they showed me this um, notification of prepare, prepare. I can't really see it in my wallet. And I'm trying to get how
1: I could claim it manually from this scan, I don't really know. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so uh, what I recommend is for these sorts of situations to always talk to the Connects team because the Evmos team has no control over these sorts of things, and you know we don't control the bridge. What I will say though is, uh, if you have access to your transaction hash, what you can do is I've you know I've been through I've helped other users through this situation before. And what you can do is if you go to connectscan.io. Uh, you should be able to paste your transaction hash into connectscan.io, and, uh, and it'll prompt you to, to continue, uh, with your, with your transaction. All right. Okay. Okay. I will try that. All right. Perfect. Thanks for coming up. Yeah. All right. We have, uh, four more minutes to go and we have a few more, uh, questions in the discord. Um, so let's, let's go back to, to reading some of those out. Um, let's see. Uh, so quick NFT invest asks for those who claimed in June before the initial decay was extended, are there plans to allow claim of the remaining airdrop? Yes. Um, so to quick NFT invests question, um, what you can do basically with the V6 upgrade that happened yesterday, that fixed a lot of the, the issues for uh, not being able to claim. So I would take a look again at your claims to see if you can claim them. However, just hold off on claiming until after proposal number 34 passes so that you don't lose any of the claims to decay. We're in a very complicated time right now. And if in doubt, just hold off. Uh, about claiming, all right? Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, you should be able to claim the full amount, just hold off until the decay period is pushed. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, Kubron says, we are building a wallet for Evmos, uh, not a question. They're just re- responding to a different user. That's very exciting. Uh, best of luck, Kuberon. um. Let's see, there are some comments about the slashing period being 24 hours. Da, 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 da. Uh, Now, I think Anode and I went off. I hope I said that right. Uh Oh, before I get to this question, so I, Anode and I went off have questions about uh, a Commonwealth discussion regarding testnet rewards. But before that, let's bring up Jans, to to ask their question. Jans, do you have a question? It hey, was um yeah I was just I was trying to do an
3: IBC transaction and for some reason it does not want to take it. Um, it said I didn't have enough gas when I was leaving 0.5 evmos for gas, which I know is way more than enough. And then when I actually was able to sign the transaction, it just like disappeared. Like, it didn't uh, give me a notification saying included in block or anything, or it didn't say failed either.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm guessing this is in, uh, this is on the dashboard, is that right? Yeah. The app.evmos.org. So this is a known issue that, that we're working to fix. Okay, great. Um, basically, m- misconfigured fees since the upgrade. Okay, that's awesome then. Yeah. Well, thank you for so, that. yeah. Yep, yep. Feel free to to try again uh you know tomorrow, let's say, and it should be fixed by then.
3: Sounds good. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Uh okay, so back to this question uh on the discord from Anode and uh I one off. Uh so the question here is uh should testnet rewards uh be staked and there is a link to a commonwealth discussion Um, and actually i'm scrolling down and this discussion is is fairly long um, over the course of the past few days um yeah the team has previously stated that they don't have a massive problem with staking the uh incentivized testnet rewards uh one thing to note however is that the total amount staked uh, on the network is, is much lower than the total supply. And it's unclear how uh, drastically staking the entirety of the incentivized test net uh, rewards uh, would affect, uh, the APRs and everything. So it's probably going to be somewhat of a gradual process. And just for transparency's sake, more generally, why it's been difficult to stake uh, via, you know, stake large amounts like this is because operationally, uh, you you know, there aren't, it's not easy to do multi-sig operations uh, uh, because there's no, like, GUI, there's no graphical user interface for for, for the multi-sig wallets uh, built into the Cosmos SDK. Um, so as you know, we have Gnosis Safe deployed on Evmos, which is um, itself a multi-sig, but it does not support delegating slash staking to validators, right? Because it's built with smart contracts. So the only way to do this safely for large amounts from multi-sig is to use the built-in multi-sig Uh, accounts in the Cosmos SDK which uh, do not have the best UX and also do not have a graphical user interface built around them unfortunately. So those are the two uh, limitations that we're working with and as you can understand managing several delegations uh, uh, from a single multi sig account without a graphical user interface is is a huge operational nightmare. So. Trying to come up with solutions around that uh, has been a challenge. Anyway, uh, that's it for today's questions. That's it for today's community call. That's another one uh, in the books. Uh, Thanks once again to Spacefy and to Loredana for uh, uh, generously uh, giving us your time coming up to speak. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you. Next week, join us on Thursday, though, this Thursday, in two days, same time for governance discussion in the Discord. All right. Uh, We'll see you there. Goodbye and love you all. Have a good
0: one. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Evmos Community Call, recorded on Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
7: analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability.
0: Stitching these writings, living that life like, who would've guessed, you turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret, print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet. I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks, looking at the rectangles, damn they
7: city where in our harbor we have a statue. If you melt the water ice that's on, on land, the ocean level will rise to reach her left elbow that takes out all of New York City and basically every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Faces